plus cruises today. Keeping cruises connected with real community conversations. This is a Las Cruces Today Community Spotlight. Good morning, Lieutenant Governor. How you doing? I'm doing well. I've been doing radio shows all morning, so it's good to be on the air with you. So we got you on the roll. Of course, I'm Lindsay. We've done this interview before a couple of times, and we're getting caught back up after the special legislative session that you've been kind of locked up in there in Santa Fe, huh? It, it was an interesting uh, special session, unlike any uh, session that I've been a part of in the last 13 years, but I thought we came together, we had good discussion, good agreement, and, and able to get through this difficult time in our state history. Now, I want to talk a little bit because one of the major things I noticed from the press release that was released by the governor's office was the emphasis on the bipartisan partnership that ended up happening at the special session. It was interesting going in because one is, is everyone uh, was to be wearing masks and for the most part people did, but that took away that, that uh, personal aspect of it because there was a barrier that was there that was obviously needed for for safety and, and consideration of others. Uh, but going in, we just didn't know what to expect because there was so many issues we had to deal with. And anytime you talk about budget adjustments, that is always a, a touchy subject to begin with. But I have to say that the collaboration and the respect that was shared in the state Senate was something that I was just grateful for and really indicating the willingness for all sides to come together and work together to make these changes for New Mexico. Now, we talked a little bit about the state budget. We talked a little bit about moving forward throughout the pandemic. What are some of the major takeaways that the public should take away from this special session? When we came in, um, obviously, New Mexico has been impacted in two ways um, when it comes to our economy. We've seen that the budget was based on a certain dollar amount for oil and gas revenues that were expected to come in uh, because of the worldwide market and because other impacts that took place. It came in far below that, which caused a shortfall. And it's important that the public knows that New Mexico is unlike Washington, where we can have a deficit budget carryover. We uh, have a shortfall, and because there's a shortfall, we have to have a balanced budget. So we went into special session to balance the budget and make decisions to help us get to that point. Some of the, the takeaways there is our com uh, commitment and our um, making sure that we always take into account having one hand in the present, one hand in the future, and recognizing that education is always going to be an important aspect of what we do. And I felt that we, we did a good job, and even though adjustments had to be made, I thought that the best was done working with the legislature to ensure that we still can provide resources and still can provide a limited amount of compensation to show those educators uh, how appreciative we are. I think that there needs to be work be done to also extend that out to our higher educational professionals uh, because there was some small components that were missed there. But ultimately, we did shore up the budget that would get us through the January session. And I think that we did it in a way that isn't going to necessarily um, slow down the economy as what was done back in 2010. In 2010, there was sweeping capital outlay projects that slowed down the economy moving, slowed down the purchase of good services, slowed down construction, and ultimately prevented jobs from taking place. I believe that the legislature worked uh, together to make sure that we didn't make the same mistake and hopefully provide that consumer confidence in the economy uh, flowing within all parts of New Mexico. I think I think we all kind of knew that our economy had slowed enough, so it's nice to know that we learn from our own history here in the state. Now, one thing I want to bring up, we know that the public education department started to go uh, a little more public with their plans to move forward this fall for school. What do you know about that, Howie? 
Well, I've been watching that closely and uh, uh, have times taken part of the reentry task force who have made up of parents, of educators, of people across the state um, who help formulate some plans um, to share with the governor and ultimately have the governor um, uh, make the recommendations that she felt was, was best. And I've watched this closely, not only as an educator and working in state government, but also as a parent and knowing the impact that it has um, at, the, at the home level. And so the hybrid model that has been um, put forth to begin with, I think is a safe approach to see where we're at, um, making sure that we can have an understanding of the spread of what may take place, because there's still so much we don't know about this virus. And the hybrid model would look, for example, Monday, Tuesday, a cohort of students would go into the school, um, while other students would re be doing online or at-home uh, uh, work. Wednesday would be utilized just to sterilize, uh, disinfect, to make sure that everything's safe within the school setting. Then the other cohort would go in on Thursday and Friday. Again, this is something that we've never experienced and we're trying to navigate as best we can. But I also feel that it is a balanced approach to make sure that the students have that social, emotional, um, uh, those encounters in place um, with their peers, with their educators, and at the same time limiting the amount of face-to-face -face contact. I know this is a challenge and I can say this firsthand as a parent because parents still have to work. I know that there has to be um, that approach of how we can best balance that. And so I look forward to more dialogue, more discussions within school districts to see how they're going to approach this and above all to keep our students and our staff safe while learning continues. Now, I know with the task force that's going across the state of New Mexico, and I do, I love hearing it from a parent point of view, too. If anybody wants to get in their two cents worth, what is the best way for us to do that? You know, I think the public education department has tried to be as transparent as possible in making sure that they are open and listening. Um, I, I um, am the state ombudsman, meaning that I am an outreach um, office for people across the state. They are always welcome to email me. And many have, and I've received many messages um, from family members, from educators, having questions, giving suggestions. That has been wonderful. My email is howie.morales at state.nm.us. I would encourage people to reach out and to share their views, uh, whether it's agreement or disagreement or, or um, additional comment. I'm always open for that because that's how improvement takes place. You know, Howie, I'm curious, do we ever hear from the students themselves when it comes to making these policies? You know, that's a great point, and I think the students have been so effective. I used to be, as a high school teacher, I used to be a student council sponsor, and I was amazed at the amount of information that the students themselves were able to share. And so I'm hoping that public education department has allowed for that opportunity to do so, and if not, then I can bring that up, because that's often forgotten many times is from a student perspective and what they're going through, whether it's a little elementary student or to a student who's ready to go into the college areas. Um, I think that that's a critical component. So thank you for mentioning that. Yes. Now, if students do want to get a hold of you, again, we talked about your email being a great outreach point and, of course, the public education department. I know that the stu certain principals here across Las Cruces have also been asking their students to reach out with their thoughts moving forward, too. And the first week of July is kind of when we can start to expect more information to roll out, correct? That's correct. And I think that that's, uh, that's where I think plans are in place. And, you know, under the direction of Dr. Karen Tejillo there in Las Cruces, I know that there's a task force that's there at the local level, which is so critical 
because many times the mandates and the, the recommendations that are given from the state level uh, may need some adjustments that work specifically for that community. So I think that Dona Ana and Las Cruces Public Schools have demonstrated that uh, of a good path to lead to an overall uh, approach that would work for those communities. There we go. And then, of course, we are still in the midst of the pandemic. New Mexico just recently went over 10,000 positive cases of COVID-19. How are we moving forward as a state with that? Well, New Mexico continues to be an example as far as uh, stopping the spread of the virus as much as possible. I look at maps that are put across the country and New Mexico is, is definitely a shining spot. But it also means that we have to recognize that we're not out of this, that we've seen in some communities, for example, Luna, Luna County, Hidalgo County, who had very low numbers to begin with, and now those are starting to spike. I think that we've seen that in other areas, so the social distancing is still needed. Wearing face masks is so, more, so important, more now than ever, especially as we start to open up and want to continue to open up. These are common sense approaches that have proven effective, and I would encourage people to do so, regardless of your political beliefs, regardless of what your opinions are. These are things that we each can do to help us move forward to have a fully integrated approach to our educational system, have our businesses open up at, at full capacity, have activities take place across uh, the state of New Mexico. These are things that we can do to help lead going in that direction. There you go. I love the idea and the emphasis behind the communication and working together this morning, Howie. I needed that. <laughs> well, thank you. And after being in special session and, like I said, an unusual special session where we did work together, didn't always agree. Uh, wasn't Didn't mean that there wasn't some tense moments. But at the end, we understand we're in this together. We're going to continue to be in this together. That's important that we practice that every single day. Of course, Lieutenant Governor Howie Morales on the line here with 101 Gold and Las Cruces Today.com. Howie, thank you so much for your time, and well, well, we'll check in with you again soon. I look forward to being back on to give you further updates.